Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And this week... We are going to shower Adam Driver with our love because we are talking all <laughs> things Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. Yeah. All in one. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't have one without the other. And Adam Driver is a wonderful human being and oh, a phenomenal yeah. actor. And it's high time we give him some love on this show. Absolutely. Tall, dark, handsome, and brooding. <laughs> Very brooding. Very perfectly brooding, I would say. Yeah. And a yeah. weirdly, weirdly similar face to Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Like, <laughs> did you ever see that, like, mashup family photo of yes. them? Like, a meme that floats around <laughs> oh the internet God. of, like, it's so weird, It, but it's, like, perfect. It's so funny. He strangely resembles them. Yeah, they do look good as a family. It makes sense somehow. <laughs> And I, I have some thoughts on Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo as a whole. Yes. That we can care talk to, about on this show. Care to dive in right away? <laughs> dive in right away? Sure. I think he was the most interesting character of the sequel trilogy. I wish we had seen more of Ben Solo himself as opposed to, you know, the more uh, twisted side, the more evil side Kylo yeah. Ren. Mm-hmm. And the thing that has always bothered me about this character has nothing to do with Adam Driver because he performed, he executed that role flawlessly. Like, I can't yeah. envision anyone else doing that role. Yeah. But the thing that bothers me is, like, I really wanted, like, Leia and Han to have a lovely child. <laughs> Not someone who honored Darth Vader so much. Like, yeah. I yep. just pictured them having, like, a lovely child, you know? Yeah. Somebody strong and funny and with sense of humor and... Yes, who's politically savvy and kind of a hard ass, you know? Yeah. And I guess in the end, he was a beautiful soul for what he did, but damn. Anyway, I always had a little bit of sadness that they didn't have, like, a nicer child. <laughs> Well, it's part of that whole, like, they've suffered enough, haven't they? I mean, wasn't, like, right. Leia watching all of Alderaan explode? Like, wasn't that enough pain for her? But no, she has to have a little child who turns into a brat who yes. wants to become the next Dark Lord of the Sith. So, yes. yeah. It's like what I've said before. Like, didn't Kylo Ren see Return of the Jedi? Like, yeah. and, Hello. and he can turn back, bro. <laughs> you know, I always kind of wanted, I always kind of wanted that scene where Anakin's force ghost comes and tells Kylo Ren, like, listen, What are you kid. doing? <laughs> yeah. Stop now. Learn from my mistakes. But we didn't get that. That's fine. Yeah, but that would have been good. Adam Driver is wonderful as this character in the sequel trilogy. And just about every character I've ever seen him play in movies and TV shows. And he's on yeah. stage as well, but I haven't seen him on stage. Yeah, he's incredible. He's a really surprising actor, I think. Mm -hmm. Not surprising that he's good. That's not surprising at all. It's like mm -hmm. his range is really incredible. 
like I was just looking at his IMDb list and the the last few movies have been so different from each other. You know, like the last duel was that yeah. like latest Ridley Scott movie, which I couldn't bring myself to watch. Like I really wanted to see it, mm-hmm. but also the subject matter is very dark and very depressing. And I like was never in the mood to watch it, but I really want to because I want to see his performance in it. And then... um. House of Gucci. I know, right? Like, just those two roles alone are so Random. very different. <laughs> yeah, right? But, I mean, that kind of varied, uh, you know, talent. Yeah. His range is really, really incredible. Uh, I remember first seeing him on the show Girls. Mm-hmm. And, um, my God, it was kind of a dark role. It ha- It was dark at times. And I just thought, like, who is this guy? He's really good. Like, I didn't know who he was, right? And, you know, he's kind of goofy looking, but kind of handsome at the same time. And Mm -hmm. there's just something about him. And he was the best one on the show, in my opinion. And, again, he just had this range where he went from almost volatile and angry and, and explosive and then, like, soft, muted, apologetic. Mm hmm throughout his role in the show and it it was really captivating to watch and that's what i found myself thinking throughout the sequel trilogy is he's captivating to watch yeah with or without his shirt on (laughs) (laughs) remember the high-waisted pants of course how could i forget i jesus like (laughs) i love that ray is like could you please like, do you have something you could put on? Yeah, can, can, can you put that away, please? I love like, that. Girl, please. Yeah, yeah. Don't try. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Men and women alike rejoiced. Right. The first time in Star Wars, we yes, finally. Right? We, get, we get a shirtless. Well, no, no, no. Our dear Hayden with his metal arm oh, was shirtless in Revenge of the Sith. And listen, I'm not going to let that one go. That was beautiful. How could I forget? Mm, yeah. Mm, 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 that's, mm. Yeah, that scene. Awkward, but attractive. <laughs> I'm very. They're all awkward, but attractive. It's true, actually. It's all Why awkward. Why is even, that the case? Even Leia in the gold bikini. Awkward. Super mm. awkward to watch. Don't enjoy that, but yeah. So Kenobi needs to be awkward and half naked as well. That's our <laughs> That's our only plea. <laughs> Come on, you and you've been training. <laughs> Seriously. The man has muscles. We know it. He has tattoos, but they can cover that up. Yeah, there's makeup for that. Come, yeah, come there's on. makeup for that. Robert Downey Jr. has a huge shoulder tattoo that they cover up all the time in Iron Man. So yes, and we Chris Evans as well. Not to not to keep on the Marvel thing, but his whole chest is full of tattoos that they just constantly cover up. So so we know it's possible. So come it's on, possible. Disney, don't don't make excuses. Anyways, that's not what this is about. <laughs> I mean, it is what it's about, but it's not what it's about. <laughs> he is very captivating, though, like right from the beginning, because, you know, everyone talks about the scene where Kylo Ren first takes off his helmet mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, well, <laughs> who is that? <laughs> That's not what someone with Skywalker hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. Yeah. Well, and I, I particularly love the giant like face scar. I don't know. Me if- too. Oh, do you? Okay, because that's gonna yeah. say, is that weird of me? I think it looks no. very like handsome on him. Well, they moved it. You know, they moved it. They had to move it. They moved it. 
Mm-hmm. It used to go like right down by his nose and then they kind of shifted it off to the side a little. <laughs> I didn't realize that. They just kind of moved it. <laughs> yeah. Shortened it, was it a the, little. The nanobots that he yeah, it was. It was moved yeah, it over. Totally. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> the face scar was a good thing. I love a good face scar on a Skywalker. <laughs> so do I. There's themes in this episode yet again. But yeah, my favorite moment, at least in the Force Awakens, is when he's interrogating Poe in that chair. And 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 kudos to Oscar Isaac, by the way, because that seems really intense, anyways. And Oscar adds to it. He's an incredible yeah. actor. By the way, for anyone who's watching Moon Knight right now, holy shit. That's all I'm going to say. Oscar Isaac has outdone himself. He's phenomenal in it. I haven't watched it, but he's such a good actor. He's such a good actor. Literally. Anyway. So is Adam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the the intensity that Adam brings, flawlessly. He's one of those people that can do it with his face. Mm-hmm. Very few people can do that very well yeah and not make it campy or like like overacting it's it's more like very sincere yes (laughs) that's what makes him scary but it's also what makes him relatable later like especially in like the rise of skywalker when he has those moments honestly even in force awakens the moments with han Mm -hmm. oh my god those moments kill me yes yes that character has so many levels. So many. And it's amazing. That's what makes him interesting to me. He's literally, the more conflict a character has, the more I like them. Because that is something I identify with, at least. Growth comes from conflict, or at least inner mm-hmm. conflict that you have to face and then grow from. And we see that. I wish we would have seen more. I, I think the Ben Solo moments where... He's on Exegol, and he gets the lightsaber from Rey somehow. Um, Because they're a dyad, so they, like, occupy the same space-time. So they can just hand each other lightsabers. It's fine. I'm here for it. Whatever. But when he goes into, like, full Ben Solo, almost Mm -hmm. like a Jedi mode. Yeah. Nothing beats it. Slash Han Solo. It's like where if Han Solo were a Jedi... That's what he would be, cause he does the like side shoot, you know, like he Honda's does, and he, yes. without looking. Yes, such a great and moment. He does it so well, and the thing is, that's the son that I wanted Leia and Han to have. So I yeah. guess I did kind of get it, but but like for thirty seconds, right? It was like the last <laughs> moments of the last movie. It's whatever. Yeah, I know, and the the moment with them together in the throne room where they both light oh, their lightsabers so and they're standing good. there. Him and Ray side by side. It's so good. And then just so fucking crushing. Like, that also only lasts a few seconds before they rip our fucking hearts out again. Once <sighs> again, Star Wars is pain, but we keep yeah. coming back for more. But <laughs> it's his execution of all of it. Yeah. The questioning of himself that we see through all three films in the sequel trilogy is consistent. It's a consistent mm-hmm. level of, he's obviously very torn. Adam performs it very well, you know, because these movies aren't shot back to back. So, like, you have to continue to be that flawless, you know, right. over time mm-hmm. and maintain a level of character, that which his intensity just brings it, like, full circle. 
it's his intensity. And Skywalkers mm. are supposed to be intense and messy. And yes, he's a Skywalker because he has Skywalker blood, even though he's a solo. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a Skywalker solo, you know. Yeah. Adam Driver went to Juilliard. Yeah. And his classmates described him as being so intense that he made them cry <laughs> when they were, like, learning. Yeah. And this was him in his infancy, we'll say, in his career. And it's like, he hasn't lost any of that. Yeah. I was just listening to something right before this. I was listening to his TED Talk, which is really fascinating. Oh, it's, Yeah. Yeah, so if anybody isn't aware, he did a TED Talk, and I highly recommend listening to it because it's all about his military experience. But then after he was medically separated from the military for dislocating his sternum, of all things, I don't even know how In a mountain bike accident. Yeah. How is that even possible? So he's even intense when he's riding a bike. (laughs) He doesn't do anything without intensity. (laughs) But he said, like, when when he went to Juilliard, that, that, like... He was still in, like, military mental mode, you know, and it was really hard for him to shift into the acting class because he had this idea that, like, his, like, civilian problems weren't valid, you know, compared Mm -hmm. to, like, military problems. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, the shift he was experiencing. And so that's part of why, like, he was so intense in class because he was learning to, he even said... That he was learning to put words to feelings for, like, the first time in his life. Mm-hmm. Because the, in the military, you're, you don't express yourself. Right. You know? And you're not supposed to, you know, like, to a certain extent. And so he was, it was, like, a very intense period of growth in his life at Juilliard, which makes sense. And, like, I, it doesn't surprise me at all Mm-mm. that he's a Juilliard graduate. Yeah. His skill yeah, level is insane. Yeah, the excellency he brings, and the like we said, the range that he has is is definitely one of a Juilliard graduate, for sure. Yeah, to be able to play a character that is intense and frightening and intimidating, and also play vulnerable and mm-hmm. um, all in the same character, even is very impressive. And to be completely believable in every aspect of it, especially in something that's like a sci-fi space drama, to be real, like very realistic, very relatable in something that is like a fantasy, I think that really speaks volumes of the kind of caliber actor he is. Mm-hmm. I think in The Last Jedi, when they are on crate and they're in the at-ats or AT-ATs, depending on who you are, Mm-hmm. They're at ats to me, but and they're <laughs> facing Luke, right? Mm-hmm. And Luke's the prism or force projection, projection, whatever it is. Yeah, and he screams like, and he's shouting. He's so angry. I would have been so fucking afraid to be next to him because that's all very real. Yeah, not that he was angry at you know Mark Hamill for anything, but <laughs> that screaming was legit. I mean, he's putting it all into that yeah that role and yeah i would have been one of those kids kids one of those classmates at juilliard who probably just would have started crying because of the overwhelming yeah it's too much yeah there's a lot (laughs) going on with this one and he's really good you know yeah Yeah, oh shit he made us cry with han solo at the end of well towards the end of 
the rise of skywalker that was a lot that was oh that was very intense yeah that and even the end of the movie where like when he and ray kiss and then he gives her that look like that smile the first time he's happy or something it's really sad it's terrible painful (laughs) because the smile is so hopeful it and like wholesome and free he's free of whatever weight he looks free and then he's just taken from us like everybody else. Yeah. That I still am so disappointed that they decided to kill the character off. I mean, oh, man. I am too. Because damn, I don't it's uh he could have had a damn good redemption arc, like a whole ass arc with Ray. Seriously. He's redeemed a brand new school. Yeah. Yeah. Do your he, uncle a solid uh, and build a new school that you know, can replace the one you burnt down. Burnt to the ground. Yeah. And like Ray deserved a companion as well. Because she, did. she was the loner, you know, the the soul. Always left alone. Yeah. And like, okay, you can make the argument that she's like Luke and she's like Ahsoka where they're like lone wolves. Mm-hmm. But like she was always that way just like Luke was. It's very heartbreaking. Right? It is. Like. It wouldn't be so terrible that she would have a companion or a partner to, like, carry on her dyad. She's, like, incomplete now. Yeah. Because Ben Solo and Ray were complete when they were together because they were a dyad. Now now she's, like, always going to be missing part of herself. It's just very depressing. It's very depressing. I kind of love it. I hate it, and I love it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we go over this every week, basically, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she does have Finn, and a lot of people want to see Finn as a Jedi or a Jedi in training to join mm-hmm. Rey. And I am here for that, 110%. Yeah. Same. I feel like he, his character, if we're talking about characters and, and character arcs and things, had the most potential in The Force Awakens. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it never got to a point where his character got to be fulfilled i guess he didn't do he ended up doing nothing almost he had so and this is not john boyega who is fucking amazing oh my god he's awesome has nothing to do with it we're talking about writing we're talking about storytelling Mm -hmm. here well and i think he feels that way as well he oh he absolutely does yeah and i think that if they have any sequel trilogy related tv shows or anything yeah anything he deserves to have a lightsaber in his hand and to become a a Jedi alongside Rey. It's not easy to go from being a stormtrooper and defying all of that bullshit, turning around and serving the resistance. Yeah. He's a good dude. He deserves some independence, I would say. Yes. And a best friend, because he was alone as well. They were all loners. Well, yeah, that's really true. Poe's parents died, and he was basically raised on the base, and Finn was taken from his family and thrown into the First Order. The First Order, yeah. He didn't even want to do it, and he, and he, you know, defected. And Ray was just left over and over and over again. Yeah, just abandoned forever. Three lost souls that found each other, which I think is beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It's just like uh, Han, Leia, and Luke. Yeah, it's found family, right? Can we just talk about Adam Driver's sense of humor for a minute? Please. You mean Matt... The radar repairman or whatever it is from <laughs> from fucking SNL. Oh my god. 
brilliant. I he is so funny and just so good at that just performing comedy, but also like making fun of himself, like laughing at himself. Totally. Totally. He has like a deadpan appearance to his humor. Yes. Which yeah. is even better because of I don't know, he that's another side of his intensity is like his yeah. humor is even like that. Uh, he's great. He's great. And that SNL skit, he's been on SNL three times. He's, honestly, his SNL performances are some of my favorite episodes of SNL. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not much to go off of there anymore. But yeah, he has brought but... a little sparkle to Saturday Night Live. I think I've sent you, have I sent you the skit where he's the, like, elementary school science teacher and he's trying to teach two kids like two little kids an experiment and he just like loses his shit it's like a public television show it's i feel like i have seen this but i mean he ends up like throwing a stapler across the stage it's so funny and i relate to it oh my god i was gonna say i relate to it on so many levels (laughs) general grievous grievous in us (laughs) yeah yeah and he's also in that jim jarmusch film the zombie movie Mm -hmm. and he's so like deadpan in that as well and he's just like yeah i think it's zombies i'm thinking zombies i'm really like he's so perfect for it he was also with oscar isaac in another film oh yeah inside lewin davis which is an excellent i mean oscar isaac my god yeah. we'll do an episode on him because oh absolutely his range as well is all all of these people are fantastic he's worked honestly with some like crazy good directors too like yes. in that film is a coen brothers movie yes and it was a it was a uh, academy award nominated film yeah yeah i mean he had a small role but it's a goofy role. <laughs> He's literally singing a song with Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. Oh, Do you remember this? Like, yes. It's so weird. It's it's very, it's like... It's so weird. Is it the 60s or the 70s in that movie? No, I can't I, remember. I can't remember, yeah. actually. It's one of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you know that Adam Driver beat out Michael Fassbender for the role of Kylo Ren? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm losing my shit. What? Yeah, right? Michael Seems Fassbender. weird. That's weird to me. If you look at pictures of Michael Fassbender and you look at pictures of Adam Driver, do you not get a weird, like, that's a no for me on the Michael Fassbender? He doesn't have the look. Or is it because... No, he... Yeah. We've seen Adam Driver as Ben Solo. Maybe. And we're used to him. And now... But, like... Michael Fassbender, number one, doesn't really resemble his fictional parents. He's too old. He's also kind of too old. Yeah. Yeah. And number three, he's like too... He's like too... (laughs) X-Men? Thank you. Like, I don't don't know. It's a no. It's just no. It doesn't make sense. Mm -mm. It's the wrong level of... Like, he's a great actor. I have a lot of respect for him. But him in Star Wars makes no sense at all. I I don't see it. I I don't... Mm -mm. One of the articles I read, though, says that he was the second choice. How interesting. I just read that there was a rumor that he lost out the role of Dick Grayson to 
Jesse Eisenberg or something like that in the Batman versus Superman. Who lost out? Adam Driver. Apparently really? was like in the running to play Dick Dra- uh, um, Dick Grayson. I was like, well, first of all, yes, please. Yeah, I was going to say, how all, do you feel about that as a Dick Grayson lover? He's actually wrong, very much so for the part, but I don't care. <laughs> you're, you're fine with it. You're allow it. Well, because Dick Grayson is boyish and Adam Driver is not boyish. He is like deep brooding and manly with a very deep voice and Dick Grayson is never that. But I don't care and I want him to show me that he can play the part. I'm all for it. If he shaves and cuts his hair, he could look like a child. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not child. What am I saying? He could look younger boyish. than he is. Boyish. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Apparently he's like He's into the idea, so let's do that. Like, I definitely would pick Adam Driver over Jesse Eisenberg for the role any any day of the week, but... Let's talk about Logan Lucky that Adam Driver's in, because a lot of people like this movie. I, however, couldn't get more than 20 minutes into it before I had to turn it off. I thought it was that bad. I didn't even get to Adam Driver in the movie. Oh, he's the best part. I know, and everyone told me that. And I just couldn't deal with the first 20 to 30 minutes to even get to him. Yeah. So I didn't make it. I'm sorry, Adam. It's very, it, like, it. he is the best part because he's very deadpan in it. Yeah. And that's why it's great. He's funny. Yes. And I think he's, like, I think that character's, like, missing an arm. And, like, he just, yes. he, yeah, it's all very, like, he's very funny in it. But I can... Yeah. The rest of it, I can, I, I'm okay without it. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough for me to get through. I apologize to anyone who loves the movie or enjoyed <laughs> it. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't make it. If you can't get to me in the first, you know, half hour, it's a no-go. Yeah. You know. Did you watch Marriage Story? I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. It's gotta be good. I heard it was, I heard it was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Hands down, has to be good. You know he's good in it. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I'm in a state in my life where I cannot bring myself to watch anything depressing. Yeah. Everything is too depressing as it is. It really, it like everything comes, you come away feeling like kind of hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it's very like realistic and I just don't like need to see a relationship dissolving. Like, I watched her and that was enough, you know, back in the day. Oh my God. That was, I was like, I never need to see that movie ever again. It was so depressing to me. Did you you watch Black Klansman? I really wanted to see that, but I never Mm -hmm. saw it. And that one, I've heard, he got an Academy Award nomination for that one, I think. Is that the one? I think that's one of them. He deserves an Academy Award nomination. Yeah. I think he's been nominated twice and I think that was one of them. He's such a good actor, goddamn. He really is. I mean, and that's why we're here. We're here because I don't think the role of Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, whatever you want to call him, could have mm-hmm. gone to anyone else. Now seeing the range that Adam gave to the character. And yeah. he made us care. He made yeah. us fucking care. And that's really important because we don't care about a lot of it right now. You know, there's very few things we care about in the sequel trilogy. There's a, There are things we do care about. Yeah. There's a lot of things we don't. Yeah, we could take or leave quite a bit of it. But he is the best, well, one of the best parts of it. Absolutely. I really, 
I've really enjoyed his performance and like his chemistry with Daisy Ridley, whether or not you're a Raylo shipper, just even their performances next to each other was was very captivating. They did compliment one another very well. Mm -hmm. And their fighting style too. They trained together and did a lot of fighting together. And I think, well, Daisy Ridley's a badass. I mean, she is built. She is. She's a hardworking actress. Yeah. And she's beautiful. And uh, just a beautiful spirit. She is so funny and always smiling. And Yes. yes. And we need more of those. We need to do an episode about her. We we will. (laughs) All these people. We have so many people to go through. (laughs) It's really hard to choose who we talk about. We just go with whatever we're feeling. And we felt like Adam Driver today. So that's why we're talking about him. (laughs) It was time. (laughs) Yeah. We were just admiring him from afar. Oh, just if we're talking about what he looks like, also in the throne room from The Last Jedi, uh, he gives me major, like, nineteen early 1990s Trent Reznor vibes. Mm, you would know, yes. I like that. Yeah. You <laughs> know what I also it. like about the throne room? Mm. Is when he does that little finger move and brings the, the lightsaber. Yes. Cuts through Snoke. I enjoy that scene. I know. That was fantastic. Yes. Those red guards or whatever, literally doing nothing. But no, doesn't doesn't matter. Like the whole spinny. It's like all for show. But I don't care because watching him and Ray fight together is super fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All of that. There was a lot of longing stares into each other's eyes. Well, and like clearly they're like in sync, right? They've never fought side by side, but they're still like. Yeah, it's great. I love it. It is good. I'm that subtle, that. <laughs> that subtle little movement with his yes. finger to like. Because he can't give give himself away. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's very good. It's very good. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's the little shit I like about, about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. You won't hear me say much about The Last Jedi, so. <laughs> yeah. I think everything I liked about that movie was in that scene. So. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Until they broke anakin's lightsaber then i have real i have real fucking problems with that but it's fine it's whatever we can go into that on a another time yeah but bottom line we love you adam driver turning it over to you guys and gals what is your favorite adam driver performance other than his role as kylo ren and ben solo in star wars tell us we'd love to know Okay, join us back here next week. We're going to talk about an Obi-Wan Kenobi fan film. A couple of years ago, about two years ago, uh, Jamie Costa put out a Star Wars fan film called Kenobi, and it takes place in the desert on Tatooine, and it's actually really, really beautiful, and it stars James Arnold Taylor. He has a small part in it. So we're going to watch it and then have a discussion about it next week. Yes, we're getting hyped. We're getting hyped. Slowly but surely, we're getting hyped. For the actual Kenobi series. Little by little, it's coming. Yeah, any little taste we can get, we'll we'll jump right on that. (laughs) Last week, we went over Lauren and I's top five wants, needs, and desires, if you will, for the upcoming Kenobi series on Disney+. And we got a really amazing comment on Twitter from a follower and supporter named Jedi Master Adam. He says... Oh, yay. I was thinking about making a TikTok about this, too, meaning the Kenobi top five things we want to see. He goes on to say, 
I love your episodes where I am cheering and talking to you both as if you are friends who can hear me. This is definitely going to be one of those. He then said, real talk. Every time I listen to your show, I wish I could chat along. I love your banter. Listen, Jedi Master Adam, this is, as we told you on Twitter, the reason why we do this podcast. It is so cool to connect with people like yourself and all the amazing people we've connected with through this humble little podcast. So thank you so much for dropping us a note on Twitter. It made our days and it made this episode's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to rate us over on Spotify and Apple if you wouldn't mind. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.